Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Hello and welcome to the Gals Guide podcast. We are so sorry it has been a few weeks since you have heard from us. There has been medical emergencies, there has been car accidents, and there has been moments of, I don't know, let's call it midlife crisis, fear, or general anxiety that have kept us away from the mic. And almost this evening, a flat tire almost kept us away <laughs> from the microphone. But we are back, and we are dedicated, and we are here to stay. In fact, this show's resurrection is because of the two out-of-this-world gal pals that I have with me tonight. The first up is a gal who, if Rick Ashley was the library manager of Gal's Guide, he would never give you up or let you down, and she would be Bonnie Fillensworth. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So Bonnie, remind the good people about yourself and how awesome you are. I am a visual artist. I do paintings of women throughout history. And I'm the library manager and secretary of Gal's Guide. Yeah, you are. Awesome sauce wise. <laughs> now, Gal's Guide has two podcasts this one and Your Gal Friday. And when we talked about some changes to Gal's Guide, it was this gal who saved this particular show that you are listening to. She reminded all of us how fun it is to get together and to share one cool thing. Because there are so many cool things in the world. Uh, but each gal pal brings together their own uniqueness on the world and adds to this range that this wonderful show can have. Plus, we get to drink during the show. Margaritas are tonight. <laughs> uh, and so that's really nice. So how about a big virtual hug because she likes those more than physical ones. Katie Harris. <laughs> that is a great intro. Ah, see? <laughs> um, well, I am the vocational services manager, title upgrade. Yes. yes. Oh, look at that new title upgrade. <laughs> I know. Um, so my passion in life is teaching kids with developmental disabilities, um, life skills, vocational skills, and things they're going to know to have happy adult lives. So that's what I do during my day job. And then try to cheerlead all of you guys in the meantime (laughs) with the skills, the talent, and the passion. Um, But I was really inspired the last time I was on the podcast, so I'm happy we're going to continue doing it. Yay! We love that you're here. Yes. (laughs) So as for me, I am Dr. Leah Leach. I am the executive director of Gal's Guide to the Galaxy. And I have been through the ringer. I think that is probably like fair to say since Mm. uh, the last episodes that we have uploaded. Uh, But I have clinged on to my sense of humor. I have sunk my teeth into my tenacity for research, because I do still love some research. I mean, that's really hard to take away from me. Uh, But last week, I was in a car accident where a gal didn't see me, pulled out in front of me, and I had, like, nowhere to go. So I've been kind of, like, living in this fog of if I didn't turn just a little bit to the right, it would have been a totally different situation, and uh, we both wouldn't have walked away with just only bruises. So... It's kind of like freaking me out a little bit, I'll tell you that, right? Yeah. I'll show you guys the pictures if I have it. Oh, my gosh. It's like just that little bit. But we're both okay. So that's very nice. You guys haven't been in a car accident in a while. I mean, Bonnie, you had a flat on the way here. Yeah. (laughs) I've been. I rear-ended once, and then I had one lady. I was going straight, and she decided to turn left. Oh, nice. And she shouldn't have gone. Right. That sounds exactly what happened to me. (laughs) I ended up 
kind of turning right to try and avoid her. What freaked me out is later, it's like, I don't remember it was a two lane. I don't remember which lane I was in. And I don't remember looking to see if anyone was over there. Oh, I just remember going. You just went and you, like, you were trying to avoid her. And yeah. luckily nobody else was there. Oh. And this was freaking me out later. I was like, I don't remember looking. This is true. I had a no man's land. But I feel you. No, no, no. Mm. If that was a, a one forward one. Yeah. Have you been in a car accident, Katie? Like lately? Uh, I don't want to bring uh, up trauma. I'm just saying. <laughs> if you're like, pass. That's fine. <laughs> no, I... In college, I was that totaled my car. <sighs> so and no and that was okay, like physically. Yeah. But yeah, it's traumatic because it's kind of that moment where you realize how little control you have. You're kind of at the mercy of how well everyone around you is doing. And your like reflexes, right? Like, you don't even know thankfully, why you do yeah. Things. And yeah. thankfully, that kicked in for you guys. Yeah. So I'm Same. glad you guys are okay. Exactly. You know, fun stuff. Mm. <laughs> Well, normally I hand it off for somebody else to do their one cool thing. Uh, but I figured I, I would share my one cool thing first because it also kind of explains why we've been on break for a little bit. <laughs> so it kind of like, it's it's a both for. It's like, why haven't we had an episode in a little bit? Well, my cool thing to share, it's like tiramisu, but it's not tiramisu. Okay, I mean, tiramisu is awesome. I know, I should have had some. I'm sorry. You know, layered cake. Uh, but even though tiramisu is a cool thing, um, my cool thing like has layers. Some are not so cool. <laughs> um, some I had no idea of. And some layers are just like I wanted to share my knowledge and, you know, empower some gals that are out there. So I like how fancy you are. I know, right? Because Shrek's an onion. See? Yeah. I Leah's was like, Where is this? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I was like, is this a texture thing? <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, you guys heard of Macklemore? Do you know who I'm talking about? The rapper yeah. Macklemore? Okay, the I one know. love guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Thrift Shop, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think actually Thrift Shop is probably more popular. Um, he has uh, a song called Downtown, and he has a lyric of, There's layers mm-hmm. to the shit player, Tiramisu. Tiramisu. Oh, I'm going to have to listen to that now. I have that cross-stitched. Oh, <laughs> of course you do. So anytime there's That's like amazing. multiple reasons for something, we now <laughs> call it tiramisu because there's layers to the shit player. Yeah. So yeah. No, that's a Macklemore reference. Love right it. There. Plus, it's tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Onions aren't tasty. They make no. you cry, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a better kind of like metaphor. Sort of thing. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so my one cool thing is the main reason why we were on break. And uh, Bonnie and Katie are already familiar. I mean, this is not going to be like, what? I mean, they're not going to be gasping. They they kind of already know. I'm just, I'm not burying the lead with them. Uh, but I have been dealing with the nightmare uh, that is fibroids. That is why I have uh, kind of been on break and uh, like I feel like I've been almost in timeout for a bit. Um, so now if our listeners have dealt with these little buggers, you know that they are not fun. And if you are going through this now like I am, then know that I am in solidarity with you. And if you're just now hearing about them, buckle in. Because according to the Office on Women's Health in the U.S., they say between 20 and up to 80% of women have fibroids there was one study that said 80 percent of women have them and i'm like that's a nightmare right (laughs) so now for something so common if we're talking about upwards of 80 percent um i thought i would at least have heard about them or i don't know seen a commercial of like maybe a really happy lady eating a salad while the narrator talks about the side effects of i don't know uh, bowel inversion and then of course sudden death because those are like yeah. my favorite side effects right <laughs> uh, but for some odd reason 
I haven't seen a happy lady eating a salad trying to sell me medicine on fibroids, so I had to learn about them. Sweet. Um, but before I share what I have learned, I will have the glorious disclaimer. So I am a doctor of metaphysics. That means nothing, by the way. So I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> I am not a medical doctor. So if you are listening to the show and you think you might be suffering from fibroids, please call an actual official OBGYN. <laughs> Uh, they would be uh, much cooler to talk to and advice sort of thing. And also my first OBGYN, as you'll hear in a minute, was bullshit. So I hope you get a cooler one than I did. Uh, so what uterine fibroids are. Okay, here's the glorious definition that terrifies you when you read it on the internet at like two in the morning, right? Uh, they are non-cancerous tumors, love that word, uh, mm. that are muscular growths in and around the uterus. They have been described as hard little rubber balls in your body. Yeah. They nice. can be the size of a seed. You know what I mean? Like a microscopic mm -hmm. seed. And they can be as big as a basketball. Fuck. Not <laughs> I'm even. glad. Yes. Know, that's, right? that's all I got for yeah. that. No, no, oh. no. That's fair. That's a totally yeah. fair assessment. Uh, the Mayo Clinic said in extreme cases, multiple fi fibroids can expand the uterus so much that it reaches the rib cage. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh they gosh. ain't messing around with these things. But they're yeah. non-cancerous tumors, guys. I mean, that sounds great, right? Yeah. Benign. Benign. So friendly. I'm so glad they're not cancerous because right. they don't sound like a nightmare otherwise. Oh, no. my God. Right? Yeah. You don't have to worry. So most women... <laughs> Uh, don't even know they have them. That's the other thing. I mean, really, it's until you start showing symptoms of them. Um, and a lot of times they cause no symptoms whatsoever. So, like, you have them and you're totally fine. You know what I mean? They're non-cancerous. They're just kind of floating around in there. Hanging out. <laughs> exactly. I saw one waiting. in my ultrasound when I was pregnant with Jonah. Did they tell you it was a fibroid? Um, or did they, they told me it guess? was a cyst. They did tell me. Okay. Yeah, like, I, don't think I, they think they, I don't know if they said cyst or fibroid but they were definitely like oh you got a little growth here but it's cool like, no sweet okay exactly. sorry though but i'm like i know what you mean because i'm yes. part of that 80 percent. i don't have any symptoms i would have never right. known except when they were looking at my like pregnant ultrasound they were like you got a bonus thing over here right they do mm. anything about it later or no. It, no if it's no. not bothering you they no. really don't care yeah. to it's mm. just it just kind of stays there so all right. Chilling. So, Katie, this is going to be for you and no. hopefully not for Bonnie. Let's just go. Maybe it's not yeah. like a the three out of three kind of scenario. I'm already freaking out <laughs> enough about um, oh, the chicken pox thing, the the later in life chicken pox. Oh, shingles. Uh, shingles. Oh, Katie got shingles. I yeah. had chicken pox as a kid. And yes, a friend I of mine as a kid. Yeah. got the shingles at 30. Oh. And I'm like, I want that vaccine now. <laughs> You shouldn't get single shingles if you had chicken pox. No, no, no. no. It's the, it's you can you get it's, it yeah. if you had chicken pox. If you had oh, chicken no. pox, you have the virus in oh, your system, oh, so it can like reactivate. Yeah. No, then I wasn't like, nearly as scared as I should be when you had it. Then chicken pox <laughs> round two. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, no, 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 no. Thank you. You you That's can't catch. Fun. This is such a side thing, but it's just fun. for I'm, all of our listeners, we since we're sidebars. going deep in into the medical, Doctor Katie, I'm bringing it because I love self-diagnosis and has never steered me wrong that's wrong absolutely that's not true. always a tumor <laughs> <laughs> um no if you 
you can't get shingles from a person, oh, but okay. somebody that's never had the chicken pox could potentially get the chicken pox from being around somebody with shingles. Oh, I don't think it's okay. super common, but it. it's not impossible. Gotcha. Right. So you couldn't have gotten shingles from me when I had shingles. Okay. But because I wasn't worried at all. If your I'm body like, decides pox. like, hey, we're kind of stressed, we're kind of, you know, we're kind of freaking out. And we had this virus when we were a child and let's do it again. <laughs> Yeah. Cause yeah, I was. It was before I was that thirty that I got shingles. Yeah, and like yeah. they normally don't give you the vaccine until you're like sixty, or right? Because that's right. usually when people it usually it breaks again. out for people. Oh, well, wow. that's what they say, but I oh hear lots of stories of people young. So I've already been there. Give it to me now. My mom got Lived it in her fifties. So I mean, I think it's usually like around your like torso or something. My mom got it on her back. You got it on your shoulder. It was like my shoulder, and then it crept around through my armpit, and then across <sighs> onto my tit. That is, yeah, because it follows like a nerve pathway. So I was kind of like lateral on one side. See, yeah, that was your your stress nerve right there Mm -hmm. that went from tit Mm -hmm. to back. No, I feel tit to back (laughs) when you have that tit to back stress. (laughs) Why is it that on a t shirt? But let's talk about these tumors on our inside. Sorry, so the yeah, to add to that beautiful picture, what what else do we have to look forward to? Is the, the tumors on the inside. Um, so yeah, so the most common symptoms that women experience are weird periods, honestly. Mm. Um, and not all of us gals are really cool with talking about our periods. Like we kind of usually keep that on the down low to ourselves. Um, however, I've learned that the gals at this particular table are all down with talking about periods. So it's lovely. Uh, honestly, I think something that happens every single month of a woman's life for 50 years of a mm-hmm. woman's life uh, should never be something that we feel shameful about talking about. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> but it is amazing how much I'm like going, I really want to post on social media <laughs> about how bad this period is, but yet I still hold it back. <laughs> no, I don't. And I don't want to lead us astray, but I feel like I have to come in with. Yes. My son, he's seven. Mm-hmm. I explained to him the other day what menstruation is. Thank you. Nice. And I, I appreciate it. I told that. a friend of mine, and she was like, why would you do that? Like, because it was... Every woman like, experiences right? at some point. Half the population <laughs> menstruates. Exactly. But More than half. It's like... Because women are like 51 to right? yeah. Yes. But the great part, and let's get this recorded and out there on the interwebs forever, right. is after I explained it to him and everything that happens, he he's like, um... So, am I going to lose my testicles every month? (laughs) (laughs) It's not an equal or scenario. Right. I was like, no. But I wanted you to tell him yes just for like a couple of days. (laughs) And then when I assured him, no, none of those things would would be happening to him, he said he was very glad that he is male. Right. Male. Yeah. No. Good. Yeah. That's great. I'm happy for him. (laughs) Right. Right. Let me tell you how your body's going to hate you. No, I'm yes. just kidding. <laughs> tell us about these. Exactly. So, yes. Uh, so the most common symptoms are heavy menstrual bleeding. I describe it as a biblical flood. I mean, that's the best <laughs> way. Like, it's not normal. It's like, holy crap, that much can... Yeah, I'm just saying. Like you could stage crime scenes? Pretty much. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you're going... Like, <laughs> have I lost a limb is kind of like how you start to feel after a while. Um, not only that, but they last more than a week. Uh, I'll go into a little bit more detail. I had one last five weeks. 
Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, that's a nightmare. Um, there's also uh, common symptoms are pelvic pressure or pain. It's another fancy word for cramps. You know mm. what I mean? I mean, that's kind of like a normal period thing. Frequent urination or difficulty emptying your bladder because it kind of can put pressure right. on your bladder, these little circle balls. Um, constipation. Because, you know, if you don't get one, you got to make sure you get mm. the other one, too. It's, yeah. a, it's a gift. Yeah. And then also uh, backache or leg pains. Yeah. That's especially if you get them where they're bigger and they push on like a nerve or something like that. Mm. So it depends on where they are. So basically you're going to be miserable from the waist down is what they're telling you, huh? Pretty much. Sleeping is interesting. It's Mm. really, really great. It's kind of, depending on how big and where, it's almost like you've got a bowling ball or a pool ball that you're sleeping on. Mm. It's like, I guess, the princess and the pea scenario, but in real life. In in your body. Right, exactly. But in your body, you just can't get comfortable on one particular side, which is just great. Uh, so fibroids, they feed on blood and estrogen. So that's why I call them little suckers, because I feel like they're little vampires always like trying to get blood and getting estrogen. Uh, so that means that these wonderful little gifts that are fibroids, hashtag sarcasm, they can shrink and go away during menopause. So yay, they'll go away during menopause. But if you are like me and you're a bit away from menopause Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you don't want to just kind of like wait this crap out, you have to worry about anemia and wild mood swings because your estrogen is all over the map. Mm -hmm. And that's fun. (laughs) It's like basically having PMS the entire time you're kind of struggling Mm -hmm. with fibroids. You don't know if it's a murder day. Or if it's the a happy I'm day. going shopping day. Right, or the cry. Like, yeah. why is this commercial the saddest thing I've ever seen day? Yeah, it makes life quite interesting. I really feel sorry for my family. Um, so for me personally, to kind of like paint a picture of this is, you know, like what the Mayo Clinic and stuff says. But for me, so I had an IUD and I had my IUD removed. I'm pretty sure it was over the five years, y'all. Because those things only last five years. And I think it was years. <laughs> I think I stopped paying attention. That was not a good thing of me. <laughs> Actually, from my research, you'd be okay. Oh, okay. There is like once a again disclaimer: we're not medical professionals. Correct, paper doctors. But I obsessed about that too, and they're like, they're not going to endorse it for over five years. But right. most studies they've done have said it's okay past five okay. years. But I don't know why I can't up remember to like seven to ten or something. Crazy oh, really? Like that. Uh, yeah, I was yeah. thinking I'd heard some of them last up to ten. Because yeah. I can't remember anything past like three years. I'll be like, that was three years ago, right? But and somebody they, be like, it was six. I'll be like, what the hell? But they can move around <laughs> and they can do funky things. So yeah, that's not can. to say that yeah, that true. didn't have influence it. Right. Exactly. So, uh, so I had that thing taken out. Um, and then like a day later, I started bleeding so bad that I thought like she nicked me as she Mm. took this thing out. And so I thought it was a surgical thing, but at at the same time, I'm like going, all right, hold on. She took out something that suppresses estrogen. And now my body's like, Oh, we get this in abundance. So maybe it's just like, this is the crazy period you get because you removed a Mm -hmm. hormone. Right. So I waited five days, five days of not really being able to function, worried that I was kind of bleeding out. (laughs) So that was fun. So then I went back to the doctor. They gave me, uh, they had me do an ultrasound. So I got the ultrasound and I saw two circles, one on the left side, one on the right side. Uh, For some reason, I cracked the ultrasound technician up because I said it looked like a narwhal. And she's like, I've never heard that before. But it had like a little pokey thing on it. 
and it was like a whale shape and it looked like it was trying to yell at me or something. And I'm like, it's a narwhal. And then the other one was smaller and it was on the other side. But she thought I was hilarious, but I think I was just delirious from blood loss is pretty much what was happening. And I was panicking. I was trying to make her calm. But yeah. I'm like going, no, that's cool. My narwhal, because I, I thought I had cancer. I'm like, look, my cancer looks like a narwhal. Yeah. This is going to be fun. So I get into the doctor's office, you know what I mean? Like a half an hour, 40 minutes later after this ultrasound. I've been panicking in the waiting room the entire time. She's going to tell me cancer. It's going to be it's going to be cancer. That's what it's going to be. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, so you have thyroids. And um, do you want another IUD? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Not really, not exceptionally. I've had two of them in a row. I'm kind of done with them. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. She's like, okay, well, you're still going to continue to have, you know, this sort of thing. If you can't handle your periods, you should get another IUD or have a baby. Oh. Or have a baby? <laughs> or have a baby. <laughs> was this a male doctor? No, actually. It was oh. a female doctor. Uh, and I was like, I was kind of a sh- in shock at that point because I'm like, first of all, it's not cancer? I'm like, I'm still I'm still kind of on that loop. Mm-hmm. I'll be fair. Uh, what do you mean it's not cancer? And what the hell are fibroids? Like, I didn't know what that was. Right. But she said it in a way that was like, eh, you have a little sniffle. You know what I mean? Like, you right. don't have the flu. You don't have pneumonia. You have a sniffle. <laughs> And she's like, okay, but your blood pressure's a little bit high. So, you know, maybe check in with your doctor and see how your blood pressure's doing. My blood pressure was high because I thought I was going to die. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, yeah, no, go bye-bye, lady. Go Mm bye-bye. Because I think we're done here. (laughs) So that was fantastic. Um, That particular period lasted three weeks. So I had three weeks of that. And I'm like, crap. So what are fibroids? Um, then, uh, Then I had a break from the action. Thank goodness. Um, I had like a four month break. So I was like, oh my gosh, maybe my body's normal. Maybe it's totally fine. You've regulated or whatever. I shamed myself into never having a period again. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know I can take it. I'm strong enough to take it. Years worth done. Exactly. Maybe that's what it was. Like I bled everything out of my body. I've got nothing left. Uh, Then I proceeded to have a five week period. That was like every day was the day from hell. Uh, but I still, I was feeling, I was, I was bleeding so bad. So I was having fatigue. I was having wooziness. I was really just kind of like sitting on the couch going, am I doing this now? Should I be doing? Like, I didn't even know. Kind of like it was like it's this fog. So I told a few people, mm-hmm. Katie and Bonnie, of course. So mm-hmm. these were my gals that I told. And I'm like, going, I don't think this is right. <laughs> this is just weird. And then it stopped for 18 days. During that 18 days, I got the flu. (laughs) I remember. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, it stopped. Oh, thank goodness it stopped. And then the flu that went around my entire house, my kids got it, my husband got it, I got it. I was the last Mm. person to get it. I got the flu during an 18-day break, where then came right back again, and it lasted for two weeks. So I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so I decided that I have to fix this because my anemia was so bad at that point that I'm like, I've got nothing left. I, like, I'm a vampire drained at this point. Right. Um, so I made an appointment to see a brand new OBGYN. So, and actually, that is tomorrow, by the way. <laughs> tomorrow, I get a second opinion, brand new OBGYN. Um, I had to overcome the whole shaming of it. The you're not just strong enough for a period thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't talk about periods. You don't talk about this sort of thing. And then uh, fibroids just always made it sound horrible. You know what I mean? Just doesn't. It's like, what the hell is that? 
But uh, yeah, so then I decided because of my, mostly because of my anemia and waiting for the OBGYN to actually deal with the fibroids, I'm like, I'm going to go see my general protection practitioner. Yeah. I'm going to see my basic doctor and I'm going to make sure about anemia because really what sucks is for anemia, they can only do one of two things. They give you an iron pill. Woohoo. Mm-hmm. I already have that in a multivitamin and mm-hmm. you can also eat lots of Cheerios, <laughs> which I've been doing that. Uh, and spinach and iron-rich foods. Um, or they can give you a blood transfusion. Like, if it's really bad and you don't have enough blood in you, then, you know, they hook you up to some blood, and, you know, there you go. So I went in to my general doctor. I told her the situation. I said that I've seen two fibroids, and then, you know, these are my periods, and this is what's going on. Uh, She's like, do you want a full lab work? Do you want to see everything? And I'm like, I would love that. I want to see everything. She's like, I want to see how your liver's doing. I want to see how your cholesterol's doing. I'm like, beautiful. Let's do this. Let's conquer this. So I get the call back on my labs, and they give me all these glorious numbers, and most of them I know what they mean. And, like, my blood pressure's fine. For some reason, my thyroid's fine. That's cool. I mean, fibroids can mess with your thyroid. Mm-hmm. And every time she kept saying thyroid, I would talk about fibroids. And she's like, yeah, but your thyroid's fine. And I'm like, honey, honey, I'm talking about something else. I know it rhymes, <laughs> but I'm talking about something else. That's scary. So my, uh, I had a fatty liver. And I'm like, not surprised because that also has to do with too much estrogen. Your liver's trying mm-hmm. to process your estrogen out. So, and my enzymes were high and I'm like, well, duh, not only that, but like I have no blood left in me. And so my liver's working overtime trying to produce and my sugars are out of the room. They diagnosed me as diabetic and I'm like, okay, but I took a test when I wasn't fasting and my sugars were messed up because I had a shit ton of sugar for breakfast that morning. <laughs> I'm just saying that mocha lattes are a thing, and I might have had three of them before this doctor's appointment. I didn't think they were going to test me for everything. Right. I still said yes. Um, yeah, so she's like, so diabetic. And I'm like, all right, I will deal with the whole diabetic thing later because I know that it's part of this whole other problem, and I also know the test was like, we need to do another test. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, okay, so how was my iron levels? How was my anemia? And the nurse practitioner said, we didn't test you for that. <laughs> I was pissed. Furious. Like, Are you kidding? By that point, my headache went away. My slurring speech went away. And I wasn't feeling dizzy all the time. So I'm like, well, fine. I know I don't need a blood transfusion uh, now. <laughs> Is it because you were filled with rage? I was probably because I was filled with rage. I think so. I think the blood then returned to my body in rage form mm. and decided we fight Some this. Rage blood. Oh, I'm just saying. I couldn't believe that. Uh, so, yeah. So that's kind of where I am at with fibroids. Um, but at the same time... I have started doing diligent research because you have to fight for your own health nowadays, mm. which is ridiculous, right. but you do. Um, I should have asked for a CBC. That's what you actually ask for to figure out if you are anemic. Hmm. I didn't know those words. I have watched a lot of doctor shows in my day, and yet I didn't know what that was for. <laughs> I've never heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that tells you your count of blood cells, and it mm. tells you how much iron is in your blood, apparently. I don't know. I hope. Yes. <laughs> Again, not an actual doctor. <laughs> But that's what uh, one of my fibroid books, uh, actually by Joanne Skilling. The book is actually called The First Year of Fibroids. I've been reading it. I absolutely highly recommend it. It's lovely. And in that book, she recommends what can be done. So there are multiple different things that you can do. 
uh, depending on your situation and depending on what you want to do. So uh, because, you know, I want to give the good people uh, some hope, if you will, um, the treatments she listed are, uh, number one, ignore it and hope it goes away. <laughs> I mean, it's a, that's the first one. <laughs> but you know what? It's an option. You just told us you're going to give us a whole list. Yes. When your doctor told you you could get another IUD or you could get pregnant. Correct. These like, are, mm-hmm. there's two options These only for dealing options. with fibroids. <laughs> exactly. So, and it's true. I'm really proud of you for fighting for your health, oh. doing the research, doing your diligence, See? saying this isn't right. Well, because I don't believe that a Katie or a Bonnie would let me die by fibroid. I think no. you guys would be like, why aren't you fighting this? <laughs> I'm still in shock that she recommended you have a baby, like as I a medical know. treatment. I know. Well, she was a like, baby doctor. She gets paid the most amount of money if I have a baby. <laughs> but that's just so weird. It is weird. It's like 1940s weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so number two, uh, you're also going to like this one, Katie. Uh, watch and wait. These actually ignoring and watch and wait are my go-tos with okay. health problems. There you so go. Right. I'm on board. See, there you go. They got my attention. Familiar. There you like go. Like cookies in the oven. Like you can't <laughs> watch it. Yeah. You get ultrasounds like every three months if you want to watch and wait to see if they're growing. Because uh, then they can tell how fast they're growing and stuff like that. That's the watch and wait part. That's the excitement of, ooh, has my fibroid gotten bigger this month? Exciting, Right. Uh, number three, of course, lifestyle changes. Now we know what this means. Diet mm-hmm. and exercise, diet and exercise. Uh, ironically, and I'm beating myself up for it. I was vegan for a whole year. Mm-hmm. I quit being vegan because I was about to go on vacation and I really wanted cheese and meat. <laughs> and all of this started. <laughs> so I'm like, did quitting vegan cause fibroids? No. I mean, odds are they have been there for a very, very long time. Uh, but I'm going back on the vegan train. Um, a lot of meat will, if it doesn't already have hormones in it, actually produce more estrogen in your body. Hmm. So it's not a bad idea. And the same thing for if you're having dairy products that come from, uh, cows that have, you know, hormones, therapies in them and stuff like that. So if the hormone is in the animal and then you are eating the animal, (laughs) guess what you have? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have more hormones. So it's like, ah, crap. So I'm going to try that. Um, Alternative therapies. Uh, That is your word for your acupuncture, Mm -hmm. for your meditations, (laughs) for all that kind of good stuff. I've never tried acupuncture. Have you guys ever tried acupuncture? No. You don't want needles, do you, Bonnie? Well, no, I'm like, (laughs) it's like, um, what's her name? Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pimple Popper. Yep. Like, like I watch that stuff, but <laughs> right. like, like if I'm ever in a hospital and I've got a, a thingy in my arm, I will probably pull that out. Oh, gotcha. like, like the IV. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably like, no, you're like, no, 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 like no, that's no. like way in there. But that thing's, I mean, you don't bleed from those, right? No. They're just, they're super there. tiny. Yeah. I'd be like, how the heck does this work? <laughs> that's the part of it where I would just kind of go in and be like, this is a chance to like relax for an hour. <laughs> like. I just close Poking my eyes. Them, yeah. Making them go boing. What about just maybe some massage therapy? There's that too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So I think. No pointies. And I don't know. There, there probably is the, you know, the pressure points, you know what I mean? The, the muscles and the veins. And I can see that. But I know for me, relaxing for an hour would probably do a mm. world of good. And in any way, shape or form that that would come in would probably be us. Hell, I could put on basically my iTunes, you know what mm. I mean? For like an hour and just be like. The world is gone. <laughs> and I could feel a lot better. Uh, the next one is drug therapies. A lot of the drug therapies, um, it can be herbal drug therapies, but it also can be hormonal drug therapies. Mm-hmm. 
there is um, options of putting you in menopause. Hmm. Now, what I heard about this from a friend of mine is then you get menopause twice. Ooh. Oh, so think no, about thank it. You. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, so it, it would fix the problem for a while because menopause would then start shrinking the fibroids. You would have less of a problem. You'd be in menopause. You wouldn't have periods. But apparently, the whole hot flashes and all that that comes again. <laughs> so how did they take you out of menopause the first time? Slow down the medication of the hormones. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you're, you know, and once you're feeling better and they slow it down, because they can only keep you in a um, uh, hormone, anti-hormone state for Mm -hmm. so long. So you can only take those meds for so long. And then Mm -hmm. you're cool until real menopause happens. Yeah, because your body's like, "Mm -mm, you don't get to pass go on this one. I heard a lady at work is going through menopause. And I think she told me menopause can last like 10 years. It's like, ah. I need to ask more people about it because <sighs> my God, <laughs> that is, that is a long time. I, I always picture it as just like the worst year or two of my life is just always what, I, what I'm picturing, but I don't know, but I have no idea. I figured idea. maybe five, but when she said 10, I was like, what? I know, right? Yeah. That'll be, that'll be my next bound of research. <laughs> uh, number six is image guided treatments. These do actually are the lighter version of horrible as far as these treatments. Uh, one of them is called uterine arty, artery embolization. Mm. There's some lasers happening. Hmm. There's some burning. Not like the fun kitten uh, kind. No, 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 no. This is, yeah. But I mean, there's also just like laser treatments where they shoot little lasers kind of at your fibroids to hope to break them up and shrink them down. There's a couple of different variations. Like I said, they all sound lightly horrible because the really Horrible versions are number seven and number eight. Number seven is a monomectomy, which is cutting the fibroids out, right? Yeah. There are three different ways that they do that. <laughs> so I will let anybody search how they really want to do that. But there's there's basically three different ways that they can go into your body. <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking no. about. It's just, no. Okay. So how much? No, what? I'll Google it. No. Okay. I, no, I legit want to know. Okay, no, I'll tell you the Through the ways. vagina? Yes. Mm. And through then, the like a, abdomen? Yeah, type. through the abdomen. So it's basically like a, you know, a cesarean. That's the word that mm. I'm searching for. The other way is to um, laparoscopically, you know what I mean? Like a little needle that kind mm. of goes in. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, so that sort of way where they can kind of mm. do um, a little whole incision and remove... Mm. Sorry, I really do need things spelled out. Oh, you're fine. I'm like, exactly. I want to hear it all. I didn't want to traumatize with the surgery. I don't know why the surgery part is like. Oh I'm still God. trying to figure out how they get the laser. Kind of like cuts them Yeah, like, it's almost on the surface. Cut you open and no. then laser? Pew, pew, pew. No, That's because laser it goes sound. through the surface of the skin. <laughs> it's almost like sun. The nice pew pew, by the way. Uh, it's kind of like I don't know, uh, extreme sun rays, extreme gamma rays, stuff like that. It just yeah. Sure. I know, right? Exactly. And then the last one uh, is hysterectomy. Uh, And of course, there are three... Hysterectomy is removing the uterus. And there are three different ways to remove the uterus. So you can go partial, or you can go like the whole shebang. Um, You can keep certain things and not. I don't know. It seems like I'm also shopping for a car because of the car accident. So it seems like a package plan. It really does. What part of your uterus do you want to (laughs) keep? Do you still have kids? Do you not want to have kids? I want power windows. I know 
exactly. I think the power windows option. No, I don't know which one that would be. My my one medical like term that I know is bilateral salpingo oophorectomy. Oh, look at you! Nice. So that's bilateral. So it's both sides. Right. Salpingo south, like bottom half the body. Right. Um, and then you lost me. Ovaries. Oh, okay. And rectomy. Removal. Oh, look at you with your fancy a, uh, Latin hysterectomy knowledge. a dude who's going to be like an x-ray tech. That's like the one th- one medical thingy I remember. <laughs> and my mom had her hysterectomy last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was like, I get to use my medical <laughs> word like, all the time. Understand what this technology like, is. My mother had a bilateral salpingo oophorectomy. <laughs> it kind of sounds like you're about to break into song. It kind of does. <laughs> it really does. It sounds like you know what you're talking about, but then it's the ooh-ooh that it's like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> and then we all do a little dance. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so those are your many treatment options that are out there. And I'm going to be honest, I think all of them are freaking terrifying in various different ways. Um, some of them, I think, look medieval torture. Uh, you know what I mean? Kind of like that's a walk in the park for medieval torture than it is some of these. But that's okay. Um but what I decided to do eventually is share my fibroid stories uh, on the Gals Guide Facebook group. And you know what? I was far from being alone, which was wonderful. I had told Katie and Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I opened it up to kind of like more stories, I was using it also like, please don't yell at us that we haven't done anything. <laughs> like, I've been sick. Uh, but so many gals reached out to me that have dealt with fibroids or their friend did or their sister did or their mother did. Um, and they were all okay. That was the thing that was really nice. That was the thing that I was saying is like, yeah, you know what? This sucks, but they're all okay. They're all still with us right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got so much support and advice and so many women have had way, so many different surgeries, like of those eight, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like there's a lot of options out there. Um, So that was really, really nice. So as much as a bummer as it might be like on the surface to be like, Ooh, fibroids is my one cool thing. (laughs) I picked it because A lot of us uh, might have fibroids. I won't say all of us will, but a lot of us might. Um, And they're little bastards. And some of us get shamed into thinking we're alone and we shouldn't talk about this. And you know what I mean? It's, It's these little tumors and nobody wants to talk about it. Also, our hormones are all stirred up and it makes us freaking crazy for a while. So that feeds into the, you know, you're alone and you're gonna die and all that stuff. Because, you know, like a sad song comes on the radio and it's like, no. And then you're lost for a while. Um, But by talking about it and putting myself out there, uh, know that, you know, we're not alone, that it's a very common problem. Um, So never be afraid to talk about it. I'm just saying. There's always a gal pal in your corner that is totally ready to be like, do you need ice cream? And do you need pizza? And do you need margaritas? And the answer (laughs) is always yes. So, yes. So, have you girls heard about fibroids before? Not before you. Oh, not before me. Oh, well, you're you're welcome. <laughs> I say with a question mark. <laughs> have you heard of them before? Not as detailed, but well, you're welcome I had like that, a yeah. general, you know, I remember that x-ray I had and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could have like right. gross that nobody cared about. <laughs> right? Surprise! <laughs> yeah, I had heard of uh, ovary cysts. Yes, but I'd heard of that. Fibroids. Yep. My sister-in-law had cysts oh, and maybe had I... them removed and they were totally fine. Mm. Yours might, because you said they were cysts. And it's, I don't even remember what, seven yeah. years ago, but. 
Yeah, exactly. So what is the difference between a cyst and a fibroid? Do you that I actually don't know because they haven't, now. Uh, in my stuff, they haven't seemed to use the same word. It's but not interchangeable then. I don't know if it's a non-cancerous growth that just happens to be on the ovaries. Mm-hmm. And so therefore they call that a cyst or if it's what it's made out of. I was going to say cysts you know I mean? are typically fluid filled. Okay. And right? this isn't. This That's is a hard it... muscle mass. It's, okay. It's basically a cell that was supposed to become muscle lining that got ah, the wrong clues. Okay. And it started to just kind of like become a hardened little thing. And then it just wanted to eat all the estrogen. Exactly. Yeah. It got hungry on itself. So. Yeah. I think what I had was a cyst. So yeah. I take it back. I take it back. Gotcha. You're fine. You wear the special fibroid crown. <laughs> I really <laughs> don't want it. But right. thank you. <laughs> well, I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were reading about, well, the book and the facts. Yes. And then as you've had people reach out to you. Yeah. Um, do you feel like what they choose to do is based on the severity of their condition, what the fibroids doing and looks like? Or do you think it's personal choice or a combination? I, I mean, with all these options. I know, right? What Why do you think is the so driving many? force and what people choose? I think it's a variety of stuff, and I think they don't know what they're doing. And I hate to mm. say that, but I really don't think there's... They're just following doctor orders. Or without, something. Like, yeah, I maybe. feel for the longest time, if there's something wrong with the uterus, it's just get that thing out of there. Hysterectomy. It's just, you know, just like, get bang. pregnant. They'll solve it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it feels like those are the two options. Like, Bonnie, get pregnant, like doctor. and it'll fix itself. Dr. Bonnie. Uh, or remove that uterus, and you're going to be totally fine. No more problems. And it's like, wait a second. So I think they're trying to figure out the different scenarios but just the way that they're kind of like approaching it, like I said, seems medieval. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like it's nurturing, except for now with the partial hysterectomies where it's like, well, if you still want to have kids, we've got ways to get around that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is cool. <laughs> you can get like some people have been doing where they get their uterus removed, but they still have the ovary or no. Yes. Yeah. They still have their or tubes the and the way? ovaries. And yeah, you can There's do a something. partial. Maybe it's I don't know you, how it works. No, it's mm. you get your tubes tied or whatever. Yes. But you still have everything, so you can still do like the in vitro fertilization. Oh. Like the over, like they're not gonna drop, but they're still in there. Right, right. So you could have um an in vitro if you still wanted to have a baby. Ah. Thing. Hmm. There are plenty of options that they have um that I talked about that still allow you to have kids. Mm. Um, that give you the chance of that. And so there's other options where, like me, it's like, I'm I'm done having kids. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I want my uterus out. <laughs> right. But I also, like, there's need to know the severity. Symptom. I mean, exactly. Yeah. Side effects. You're going to deal with a lot from having that. Right. Yeah. It's That's not a simple surgery. thing. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, I mean, uh, there was um, uh, one of my friends had a partial hysterectomy. She's like, it was pretty much like 48 hours mm. and I was, you know, right back in action. And again, I'm like, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> so sweet. Cause I figured that's a serious surgery. It'll take a bit. I mean, right. mom was up. She had a hysterectomy. She had some bleeding and I was asking her, you know, if it was the Are you okay? yeah. fibroids, like what? Right. Cause I knew she had some bleeding and they were like, well, we can just take it out. She was like, I'm not using it anymore. Right. <laughs> She's like, go for it. So she had it removed and she was up that day. Cool. I mean, she was kind of on like bed resty for like a week, but yeah. she's been fine. Yeah. See, so it's not the end of the world. I just, yeah. I'm like, I think she was yeah. post. Yeah. She's post menopause. She had gotcha. menopause early. Uh, gotcha. See, I thought I had, yeah. what I understood was people talking about like issues with hormones mm-hmm. after. 
yeah. having the removal, like right. dealing mm-hmm. with having hormones out of balance and issues with that. Exactly. I don't know. I don't yeah, that's what I don't know either. I mean, that's why I didn't. Well, also, that's why it's like I wanted my ID, my IUD out because I was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'm sick of the hormones that this thing is kind of doing. Like, I want to get back. Right. I want to get back to basics, y'all. So I did. And mm-hmm. apparently I got an extra dosage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your body's keeping it real. Exactly. You want it real, girl. You're going to get all of it. All of it. So, yes, I figured another thing that we could do. Do you guys have any... Uh, what are your best tips for getting through like a bad period or bad cramps? Do you have any, anybody ever give you, like, that's the thing. Like, did anybody ever give you words of advice? I had the bag of peas, you know, like how, like you get punched in the <laughs> eye and you put like the bag of, you know, vegetables, the frozen vegetables, you know, is to put that basically on your uterus and be like, just why, just wait it out. Like watch a romance or rom-com and get a frozen bag of vegetables <laughs> and wait those cramps out. <laughs> that was the only advice I had. <laughs> Everyone's going to hate me. I've, I've lucked out on the period train. Nice. I have pretty, pretty light period, especially I've been on birth control for like 10 years. So mm-hmm. it's like three days now. Oh, I rarely get nice. cramps. Like I really just like go to the bathroom more. And my stomach's like yeah. a little more sensitive. Like, I don't have that many symptoms. Which I'm thinking menopause is going to be really it bad. It might then. be. If not, oh. that is awesome, though. That is the dream. You're living like Larry. But no, I would. <laughs> but like, I remember having those uh, heat pads. Yes, is really good. Like yep. either like the electronic one, right? Or a heated blanket, or those like patch thingies. You can oh just yeah, stick the icy on there. hot sticky thingies. Mm-hmm. Ah, those are nice. That's a good advice. Hmm. Katie, do you have any good advice? A little bit like. Bonnie, but in a different way. I have also had a Murina yeah. since I had Jonah. Mm-hmm. So that's been seven years now. There you go. So I don't get a period. Right. Um, and I feel like I, I love that for now. I know. It was nice. <laughs> it was 10 years of my life. It was so nice. Right. <laughs> I love that for now. Um, it can be hard every once in a while because I feel like, it, you know, I haven't empowered my health as much as you have. So I don't know. But I feel like I still do have the waves of hormones, even if I'm not having the yeah. bleeding. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, you still I'll get be, the one. Yay. sometimes I'll be like, not my usual, cheerful, wonderful <laughs> self, but I don't have the confirmation of mm. what's going on with my body, like the proof. Right. So I'm like, mm, maybe, maybe not. That's where um, you're like, that's why I've been a monster. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I have experienced really horrible cramps and, you know, my go to was always just my doll. I know. That's the one that I'm not a pill taker, but that cramps or something Mm -hmm. that I don't mess around with. I'm like, we're we're taking the pills. (laughs) We're hydrating. We're calling it a day. uh, My doll and ice cream. (laughs) For some (laughs) other reason, those two like went together. And I'm not like a big ice cream person, but my goodness, uh, especially (laughs) in the early teenage years, I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, it is a my doll and ice cream day. Just back away. Back away. And probably listen to Nirvana at the same time, like at yeah. the top of my lungs. <laughs> no, it was really funny. Speaking of mood and music in relation to periods, um, at the beginning of this week, I was super grouchy. And then for some reason, all I wanted to do was listen to female power ballads, yes. breakup songs. Oh, That's breakup all songs. I wanted oh. to listen to. And I'm like, what? This See. is not a typical mood for me. <laughs> Maybe Gals Guide it's should make not? a playlist because we have the empowerment mix. We should have the period the, the mix. Period we should have the period mix. mix. Yeah, exactly. Period power. Period power. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. 
Well, that wraps it up for us. So join us next week where uh, it's either going to be Katie or Bonnie. We shall see. We'll have their one cool thing. So thanks for listening to Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening. <laughs>